Welcome to the Ivy Church podcast. For more podcasts and information about Ivy Church, go to ivychurch.org. a quick word here. I'm going to flash it up. Brandon's going to flash it up just for a few seconds and then take it off again. What did you see? Some of you have heard me speak before, would have seen it, will know it. What is it? God is now here. Who saw something different? Come on. God is nowhere. God is now here and God is nowhere. Same, same word, just different ways of being able to see it. But the question I want to look at tonight in the prophetic, and by the way, we're going to do some activation. Is that all right? So we're all going to prophesy. Isn't that fun? Yes, it is going to be fun. Those are looking going, what have I, why did I come this evening? But the questions we need to constantly ask ourselves is, what do I see when I look? What do I see when I look? And what do I hear when I listen? Very important. What I see when I look. And God is a very practical God. He speaks in very practical ways as well as spiritual ways. But I have seen in the prophetic what is very important is that there is an intricate weave that needs to take place between intercession and worship and prophecy. And in intercession, what happens with that is our hearts are aligned and we get into a place of preparation and we allow God to have his way and we release all our own little controls. All right? In worship, it's, Lord, it's about you. It's not just about me. I used to lead worship many years ago and there was that song, it's all about you, Jesus. And I remember standing up and singing, it's all about me, Jesus. And my bass player at that stage stepped forward and he said, such a true word. <laughs> but worship is all about him, releasing of our hearts. And then intercession is, uh, sorry, intercession is all about relationship and worship, I'm getting it all wrong here. Intercession is always all about release and worship is all about relationship of heart. And prophecy means that I'm now positioned for revelation of what he wants to say to us. And it's not just the revelation of the head, but it's when God begins to speak to our hearts. And so we're going to do it tonight. Don't panic. All right? We're going to learn together. And I absolutely love the prophetic. It's so exciting when God begins to move. I'm not talking about pathetic. I'm talking about prophetic. Okay? There's a fine, fine line between the two. And what is, in the Hebrew, the word for prophet is the word, a Hebrew word, nabi. And basically, that means one who spoke for and was moved upon by God to give a message. One who spoke for and moved upon by God to give a message. So I'm not a drawer at all, not an artist in any way. All right, but I'm going to just do a little diagram like that, okay? So that's you and I. One who is moved upon by God to give a message. That's, that's us. And here's God up there, and I'll begin to expand that a little bit more. It's knowing the mind and the counsel of God. It's not fortune-telling. 
All right? It's far, far more than that. And so we speak the mind and the counsel of God. And if you have a look in, in the Old Testament, prophets were often trained and anointed because of association. And we see in 1 Kings chapter 19, uh, Elijah calls Elisha. He says, come and follow me. And there was Elisha became his attendant. He attended, he learnt from Elijah. We live in a world where so many people want to be experts and never want to be able to be trained. And we need training. We need to be able to learn from one another. And so in 2 Kings chapter 2, there's an interesting thing. Elijah, Elijah walks with Elijah for a period of time. And then there comes this moment when Elisha is about to go and leave the earth. Most amazing thing. He doesn't die. He's taken up by God. And Elijah says to Elisha, what do you want from me? And I love the audacity of Elisha. He's attended Elijah, all those years, and he says, I'd like a double portion, please. I'd like a double portion. Now, that's fantastic. We can ask for that. And as Elijah is taken up, the cloak, his cloak falls on Elisha, and Elisha moves into a whole anointing of God. So fantastic. For many, many years, I had the privilege of being able to sit under and be trained by an amazing prof prophetic man who works in international arenas. And my goodness, you know, it was such a privilege to be able to learn from him, to see how he did it, to see how he just nurtured and ushered in the presence and the power of God. But we need to also see this in context of 2 Kings chapter 5. Very important for us to see this. So there's Elijah, and then there's Elisha gets the double portion. And then Elisha, he gets an attendant as well, and his name is Gehazi. Now just think of that. It should actually be, well, he got a double portion, so he should get a double-double portion. But Gehazi, if we look at what goes on with his life, is that he gets too familiar with the calling and the position that he has. And so there's this whole story about a king called Naaman who has leprosy. Well, he's not a king. He's a, an officer. And Naaman says to uh, Elisha, hey, listen, you know, how much do I need from you if you come and give the prophetic word over me? And Elisha says, no, 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 I don't want anything from you. I'm just giving this really quickly, the story. You can go and read it yourself in 2 Kings chapter 5. But Gehazi begins to work out a plan. And the story goes like this, that he goes after Naaman and he says, actually... There's a cost. You need to give us some money for what we're giving you. And Naaman, and all, you know, he goes, oh, fair, fair cop, you know. Yeah, that's fine. I'll give you some money. You know, you've helped me. I'm free of leprosy. Now, here's the deal. Gehazi then goes back to Elisha, and Elisha says to him, hey, where have you been? Now, he's talking to a prophet and Gehazi says, oh, I've just been here and there. 
Man, I, how, how does he even, how, the familiarity that goes on there. And he lies to Elisha. And the travesty, when you see what Elisha got because of his relationship with Elijah, so beautiful. And what happens to Gehazi because of her familiarity and not being able to stand in humbleness with the calling of being an attendant. It says this, and Gehazi got leprosy. So we've got to be very careful in all of this. Prophecy is never about puffing us up. It's never about how great we are and how well we can prophesy. It's all about what God does. And prophecy is always about serving him. Always about serving him. And so 1 Peter 4 verse 11, Peter says this, If anyone speaks... He should do so, do it as one speaking the very words of God. In other words, we're listening, we're inquiring, we're positioned, we're waiting for the revelation of what God has to say. We don't add or subtract, we give what God gives. If anyone serves, oh, that's interesting. So here's the speaking and here's the serving. He should do it with the strength God provides. And prophecy and serving go very much hand in hand. Speaking for God, we need to also be able to serve. I remember many, many years ago, God really pulled me up on this. I was doing lots of international speaking and lots of international singing, and blah, 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 blah. And God told me to go and clean a toilet. And I remember thinking, that's not my call. I'm called to be on the platform. There are other minions who still need to learn how to speak the words of God who can do that. And my goodness, God absolutely tore into my heart with his kindness. Said, Lynn, if you want to speak for me, you need to learn how to serve. Serve with the strength God provides so that in all things, God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. And then in 2 Corinthians 14, verses 29 to 32, this is really talking about how we should order prophecy. And I know you've had loads of teaching, and I was saying to to Tim, I'm kind of coming in blind today because I haven't been here the last five weeks. I've been traveling all over the place. But I just, you know, as I was preparing this, I felt God wanted me to do this, and um, so I'm doing this. Two or three prophets should speak. And the others should weigh carefully what is being said. Now, that is not judgment. That is discerning. Great difference there. All right? Judgment seems to have his arms folded. Now, if you've got your arms folded, just relax. All right? But discerning is, no, I'm open to hear. And God, I'm choosing to believe you'll speak first. But there's something inside of us that says, hang on a minute, it's not quite lining up. All right, so we need to have those people who weigh carefully what is said. And if a revelation comes to someone who is sitting down, that's great, the first speaker should stop. For you can all prophesy in turn so that everyone may be instructed and encouraged. Right, so there's there's a prophecy, there's an order in this whole thing. It's not weird, it's not chaotic, there's an order. 
And the spirits of prophets are subject to the control of the prophets. All right? We've got to take responsibility for this gifting that God gives us. When people say, oh, I can't stop myself, I go, yeah, you can. Yes, you can. And so prophecy is basically God breathing over his word and not contradicting his word. God will never, ever contradict his word. What he's doing through prophecy is that he's instilling his word in our lives. Just anchoring us. And he's bringing that revelation, that enlightening that makes, yes, God is moving in my life. And he's aligning us and bringing our lives into order with his word. And so the functions of prophecy is very, very, you know, I know Hannah dealt with this last week. I did see this on, on Facebook. But in 1 Corinthians 14 verse 3, it says, But everyone who prophesies speaks to men for their strengthening, their encouragement, and their comfort. All right? Or edification, exhortation, and comfort. Edification is bringing a profit to somebody. It means to benefit them, to improve them, to push forward. It doesn't mean that you talk in a certain type of voice. All right? Or behave in some strange and wonderful way. Exhortation is to advise and to counsel what you're doing with that, you're stirring them up. Not stirring the emotions up, but giving them a comfort and a counsel deep in their spirits. And then comfort is to support and reassure. To say, God is cheering us on. Beloved, one of the most brilliant things is to know that God is for us and not against us. I love that. God loves me when I get it all right. And you know what? He loves me when I get it all wrong. I am loved. And that was coming through. Thank you, Matt, for bringing that word tonight. You know, we are, we need to become victims of freedom. Seriously. That God's called us to be free. And the enemy bounds us up, you know. He just tells us how bad we are. And we need to find that revelation of how much we loved by majesty. And so we have this little Hebrew word over here, the nabi, which is you and I. And then we have this word nataf. And nataf is the divine flow that comes. And really that word there, nataf, means drops. Now, I'm, as I said, I'm useless at drawing. I don't know who can draw, but anyway, they can draw. I'll try my best. So the drops come. So God begins to give each one of us a word for somebody. All right? A word to call them up, to draw their, uh, build them up, and to stir them up. And so what happens is God in his kindness, what are you laughing at there, Mr. <laughs> John? Well, I, I know, sorry. But what happens is this flow comes out of us and it goes to the person that's going to receive it, okay? So this little flow over here is what is called the naba, all right? The flow, the flow of God. What is very critical for you and I when we begin to understand God's word coming through us, the prophetic coming through us, we've got to watch that we are a, clear ves a clean vessel, 
And so often what happens is because we're not correctly aligned with him, because we've become too familiar or we've become bored with God, we start to build up, you know, stuff in our lives that stops the flow. And we've got to watch that. We've got to watch that we keep that, 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 that the perfect flow. It's not that I'm perfect, but that he perfectly redeems me every single day. Every day I say, Lord, create in me a clean heart. Every night before I go to bed, I say, Father, if there's been anything in my life that has offended you, please forgive me. I don't go groveling. I go boldly to the throne of grace as one of his kids and I say, Papa, just thank you. It's you creating a clean heart in me. Live light, beloved. We live in such a desperate world. Learn how to love deeply and live light. There are too many people making mountains out of molehills and wondering why they can't hear God because they're just looking at everything that's right in front of their noses. And so we've got to be those who allow that flow, childlike, not childish, but childlike flow of the Spirit. In John 7, verse 38, it says, Whoever believes in me, as the Scripture said, streams of living water will flow from him. I love that. In a very natural and normal way, one of the board members of New Day came up from uh, London and we went out for lunch at, um, what's it called, Gusto on Monday. And um, the, this waiter came and he knelt next to the table and I said, oh, what's your name? He said, my name is John. He said, I know, I know you. I said, yeah, he said, yeah, you were in here six months ago. Now, listen, you know, I'm a pretty girl, <laughs> but I'm not that glam, and I'm quite old, and he was a young boy, younger man, not a boy, younger man. But as I left the restaurant, I suddenly remembered I'd had a prophetic word for him, and it wasn't any, I just said, John, you know what, I think God wants to say this to you. I'm not weird and wonderful, just want you to know this, and there is nothing more brilliant and just being able to encourage people. Emma Varnum has this hysterical thing about me. She says, wherever you go, you know, it seems like the prophetic just flows. And I love that because I want to build people up. I want to stir people up. And I want to call people up, even those who do not know Jesus yet. That is what it's all about and so this prophetic function of prophecy is very important, but we need to test it. Very quickly, I'm going to give you some ways that you can test prophecy. So we test prophecy absolutely by the word of God, conforming to the word of God. We also test prophecy by the character of the prophetic delivery. What do I mean by that? Well, if somebody comes along and says, thus saith the Lord, you miserable, rotten sinner, you and there's no hope for you, and you leave feeling con condemned, that is not from God. There's always conviction that comes. Roman 8 calls about, talks about conviction, but God never condemns, never, ever condemns. And so we test the character, the delivery. We test the fulfillment. You know, but all of us have had 
some kind of word from God somewhere along our lives. Anybody had a word from God and it's been delayed? Mm, does God lie? No, he doesn't. So why the big delay? And as I began to ask God that question, he said, Lynn, it's not that I'm playing games, but what I want to do, I want you to know my, there may be delays to call you up, to bring you into a position to truly live out that prophetic word. And I won't deny my word. But when that delay comes, instead of getting mad at God and getting frustrated because it's not happening, begin to say, Lord, I'm fascinated with what you're doing inside of me. What are you doing in me? What are you bringing to pass? What are you growing inside of me? And then testing of prophecies, we need to test the individual's lives. Don't just have anybody prophesying of you. Well, tonight we will have that because we're going to do that. But I'm very careful who I allow to speak into my life. And you can do that too. Just be cautious of that. I remember somebody coming up to me years ago and saying they wanted to prophesy over me. And I said, no, I don't think so. And then they just, suddenly they moved from this highly spiritual person to somebody who just said, I'm here on an assignment to curse you. And inside I was thinking, ah, ah, please. You know, I could feel the fear rising up. And I said, sweetheart, you better stop now. And they looked at me, I said, because this curse is not gonna light on me, it's gonna come back on you. Just be careful. So we've got to be very careful that we test the conduct of the individual's life. And then there's got to be a confirmation of the Spirit. I love that. Where's kids? So when people give me a word, it kind of goes, yeah, God's already spoken that to me. I know he said that. Lord, thank you that you're building on that confirmation in my life. And then there's a confirmation of other witnesses. That others come and say, yeah, I endorse that. I see what God is doing. But how do we, how do we begin to operate in all of this? How do we begin to, to do this stuff over here? The first thing I want to say is that we recognize that it's from the Spirit. All right? recognizes from the Spirit. Just want to clarify as well that there's the, the office of a prophet that you find in Ephesians, and then there's the gift of prophecy. All right, very different, different things. The office of a prophet is somebody who has that prophetic office to speak into the governance and the correction of a church. All right, sort of a high level, high level area. But each one of us can have the gift of prophecy each one of us can call up and stir up and build up one another. That's what it's all about. And so we recognize it's from the Spirit. And so we, we sang that tonight, Spirit, come, move upon us. Lord, use me. Begin to use me to be able to uh, minister to others around us. And it's what God gives us. It's not about me just making it up inside of my head, although he does use our thinking. And then we earnestly desire it. Don't be afraid of it. It's not fortune-telling. Earnestly desire it. Earnestly desire. Say, God, I want this gift. Please, can you release it over me? Please, can you? I remember the first time I did it, you know, I was so terrified trying to do this stuff, 
you know, and just thinking, oh God, how do I do this? And yet, as, as I began to rely on God, there was such a powerful move of God. And have a motivation of love. Just love people. And recognize that it's a sign to the church. When the prophetic begins to move, and people begin to minister to one another prophetically, it's a sign that the church is alive. And then begin to step out in faith. Just take some steps. But also take responsibility. So I always encourage people that when they're prophesying over another, they say, I believe God is saying. Right? Not just God is saying, because if God is saying, how do I even, you know, come against that or, so, or sort of say, no, I don't believe it's God. But if I say, I believe God's saying, it's a very different thing. There's a dialogue that can happen. And so we've got to be, take responsibility. I remember hearing a story about this guy who stood up and he said, yay, yay. As, it's funny how there's always that yay. As um, Abraham led the people through the Red Sea, thus saith the Lord. And he carried on prophesying and then he said, and yea, furthermore, says the Lord. I made a mistake. It wasn't Abraham. It was Moses. No, he made the mistake. All right, I've been in a place where somebody had this prophecy about a white ship and a red ship, and the red ship, a black ship, and the black ship was on fire, and there was a gangplank to a white ship, and she was getting so into this whole thing, and she said, and, and, oops, somebody else has fallen off the gangplank. And I just packed up laughing. So I thought, no, you've eaten too much of something, sweetheart, along the way. And then begin to practice it. So, we are going to do this tonight. Are you ready? Can we do this? All right. So, how do we do this? How do we start? All right. I want all of us to pucker up for a few seconds. Can we do this? All right. The kiss method. Oh, look at him. He's getting really excited. He wanted a kiss from you there, and you didn't give it to him. <laughs> the kiss method. Keep it simple, saints. Keep it simple. And so what do we do is this, we wait. We're gonna wait on God. We're gonna ask Holy Spirit to come. And he's here, he's here already. Don't have to try and pull Jesus down or the Holy Spirit, just, Lord, you're here because we're here. And you love to hang out with us. So we wait on him. And we begin to say, Lord, I am the Sanabi, please. And let your flow come through me. Let your divine flow come through me. And then begin to watch and to listen. All right, so begin to watch. Lord, what are you showing me? Some people see pictures. Some see people see a color. Some people get a verse or a scripture. Just wait and listen, all right? And then the third thing is take a step of faith. Just step out and say, I believe God's saying this. Don't try and be too clever, all right? Remember, it's to build up, call up, and stir up. And then have the right heart attitude. Just saying, God, here's my heart. It's open before you. I'm just wanting to, to bless this person. I want to love them. And you know, sometimes when you kind of go, well, I'm a bit embarrassed about this, and you give this word, it's happened so many times. And the person goes, oh, my goodness. I just needed that word. And you move from being sorry about this to, well, there we are. God and me. He's flowing through me. 
I knew he would. <laughs> and the final thing is be real. Don't try and be anybody else. Just be yourself. Is that okay? So I know time's running out here, and I thought that, that clock was right, but it's stopped. So going to get it into groups of four. Can we do that? Thanks, Philip, if you wouldn't mind coming. Can you get into groups of four? Just really quickly. One, two, three, four. Yeah, move the chairs around, or you can stand even. You're going to need a bit of space, so find a bit of space. All right, yay. Okay, you got your group of four? There we go. Anybody here, Billy No Mates? Here are John, you can join those gals over there. All right. Now I'm going to mess this up a little bit. I'm so sorry to do this. If you're a married couple, can you just go and swap with another group? Oh. Or if it's your daughter or your son, please swap with another group. It's just really quickly. All right. So we keep it really quiet, long sort of sounds. Okay. 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 So this is how we're going to do it. All right. Don't worry about names, Dave. It's fine. Don't need their names right now. You can meet, chat about that after coffee. Okay. So this is what we're going to do. All right, there's going to be somebody who's going to be sitting in the chair and then the others are going to get around them. So we put, let one person sit and the other three stand or the other four if there's a bigger group. Right, can we do that? One person in the group sit and the others stand. Okay. We all get terribly embarrassed and really nervous. All right. And so the three who are standing just all point at one person right now who's standing with you. Just one person. <laughs> You'll all be pointing at the other person. All right. Just go, you're it. All right. Who's going to be number one? Choose number one. All right, number two and number three and number four. So number four is seated right now. All right, number, number one, who's number one? Right, number one, you are going to do some prophesying. Isn't that fun? Now remember, there's no stress and strain, right? Just gonna ask God for a little word for that person. All right, can be a picture, be one word and don't don't this we're learning together all right so it's okay if you make a mistake all right just don't be nasty and say you're ugly and your mother dresses you funny all right just try and be kind okay so number one is going to prophesy and I don't want it long remember what we said here faith steps wait listen just give it really quickly 
And the other two, if you can lay your hands gently on that person who's seated. All right? And you're going to be praying. But you're also going to be waiting and listening. So there's one who's going to give what they feel God is saying. And then the other two are going to be praying. And then you're going to deliver it to the person. All right? Just really quickly, just a very short phrase. And then the other two who have been listening and praying, you can add a little bit to that if you like. And then we'll get a feedback from the person who's sitting and they'll say whether it was accurate or not. All right, more not accurate or not, whether it was a blessing or not. Okay? So now we just say, come Holy Spirit, even more, you're here. And thank you that you will call up and you will build up and you will stir up. Thank you that we minister together. Thank you, Lord, that we're not called to perform, try and be anything that we're not. But we wait on you, and we watch, and we listen. We're going to take some faith steps. We're going to have the right heart attitude. And we're going to be real. going to do is I'm going to give you just a minute, one minute, all right, so it's not a long exercise, and then we'll move on to the next person, maybe a minute and a half, all right, so here we go. Pray in the Spirit, just pray in the Spirit. If you don't, just say, come, Lord. But that person who's going to give the prophetic word, please give it now. Now the other two can add into that. Okay, so the person who's been receiving, you can give some feedback, let them know what you thought. Sometimes it's a good thing to even record it. 
Okay. How was that? Anybody blessed who is sitting down number four seat? Was that okay? Matt, how was that? Yeah, you can. <laughs> can you just stay there? Yay. How was it down here? How was it? Yeah? How was it for you guys? Yeah? Is it all right? Yeah? There's no right and wrong here. Good? Okay. How was it for you, sweetheart? Yeah, good. Yay. All right, so the person in, who's been sitting down, just thank the others around you. And can number one person now sit in the chair? <laughs> number one person. All right. Number two is going to prophesy. And number three and four are going to pray. All right. Does that make sense? And if you want to record it, you can do that. But if you don't want to, just, just listen intently. All right. So we calm ourselves again. wait and we watch in the spirit and we listen and we choose to take some faith steps to build up to call up to stir up we keep our hearts tender not listened for all the white noise. And then we're very real. All right, number one person, you receive. Number two person, please give that prophetic word for that person. Go ahead. the two that have been praying, you can speak into that hole. It's prophetic now as well.
right, let's allow some feedback. The person who's sitting, I know it's very quick. Just give some feedback on that. And if it was good, say thank you. <laughs> you okay there at the back? You okay, Phil? Good man. Okay. Was that okay? Anybody feeling thoroughly blessed? Yay. All right. So can we put number two person in the chair now? <laughs> All right. And number three, number three person, you're going to be prophesying over them. I think I've almost lost you. You're all going, now we're just doing what we want to do here now. <laughs> I know that. But I just have to keep going. <laughs> all right. Number three person, you're going to do the praying, a prophesying. And number one and number four, you're going to be blessing. All right. So thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Okay, so we wait. And we remind ourselves what we can give is to build up, to call up, and to stir up. I just have a sense there's somebody who's come here right now who's in a chair, that you are needing this word right now for your life. So number one, uh, the person who's giving the word, please give it now. The two just begin to feed into that if you have anything extra to add. Just keep it simple. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. 
okay? Let the others add into that and get some feedback. do the final person now, please. How's that been? How was it, Ollie? Was it good? Oh, oh Mr. Pycos, you're it. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Okay, so all ready for that, the final person, you guys up to speed on that, yeah, all right, you all ready? Wow, okay, so let's just take a deep breath. ask God's flow to come through us. Holy Spirit, will you come? Okay, and just begin to give the prophetic word now. Those who may be watching on Facebook, just encourage you to begin to do it at home. Just take hold of the goodness of God, wait on Him, get His Word, ask Him to speak to you directly. Right, the other two feed into that have maybe something from God as well. that yeah just a little bit of an exercise here for us 
So come back to your seats after you've thanked everybody in your group. up? Who was stirred up? Who was slightly called up? Lady over there in the red is just keeping it. Yeah, that's me, boy. Preach it, preach it. We're having church. <laughs> so, beloved, if you can just keep playing for me just for a few more seconds here. Just put your hands out. Just put your hands out. So what we have done tonight is not meant for just the confines of this church building. It's not meant for that just here. That God wants us to be those Nabi wherever we are and allow the flow of His Spirit in our lives. Begin to say, Lord, create in me a clean heart. Just use me. And beloved, I believe God wants to use you in the business world to be able to be somebody who waits and watches and listens, takes some faith steps, have the right heart attitude, be real, don't try and be anything that you're not. Say, God, how do I give this? How do I give this word, this encouragement, this building up, this calling up and stirring up to those around me? And so I believe God just wants to close by singing over you, close this time together. So just put your hands out and receive. Thank you. As the wind of my spirit has moved in this place, I've come to you, child, with mercy and grace. I've touched your heart the truth of who you are and I'll change you to see me so lift up your eyes I'm giving to Oh, 
at work in this week. I want to pray, Lord, that for every single person who's been here tonight, that you would set up an opportunity for them to build up and call up and stir up those in their sphere of influence. Beloved, don't be intimidated, but remain fascinated and say, here I am, Lord, use me. Amen. Thank you. Thank you so much, Lynn. It's been wonderful to see you all tonight. God bless you. And we'll see you at the AGM next week at Ivy Sharston at 7 o'clock. Have a great week.
Thanks for listening. For more podcasts, go to ivychurch.org forward slash media.